Are you ready? Fire in the hole. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is the John Pacman Podcast. My name is John Pacman. Coming to you from the podcast studio of Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance, beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, start looking left. Hi-hats. We are here with a new friend, Mr. Joe Martin. I don't know much about Mr. Martin, but he's here. He plays bass guitar. He's going to tell us about his life. You're from? From Middletown. Yes, sir. Middletown. Over the river. So tell us how you got started in music. How did this all begin? Uh, friends friends uh, from Portland. Uh, basically, my friend Darren uh, got me my first uh, bass guitar. Uh, I didn't have any uh, musical ability. I wasn't really interested in music. Uh, wow. Just was fooling around with it, and then it just went on from there. What year would this have been? Uh, I'd say 81-ish. Oh, wow. 81. Wow. Yeah. And how old were you? How old was I then? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I, a kid? Yeah, I was a kid. Wow. I'm 53 now. I'm, I'm not good with math, so yeah. I was... <laughs> Sorry, I am not either. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Opt to get an ab. Do you have an abacus available to calculate? All right. <laughs> so you just were like, "All right, sure, I'll give this a try." They needed a bass player. Well, not even that. I just, I just, there wasn't even a band. It was really. It was just, uh, wow. just fooling around with it, and uh, and all I did was just uh, try to make noise with it and sure. make the noise match up with the noise that was coming out of the radio. And wow, of it, like ACDC stuff sure. like that back then. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it would sync up, and I'd like, have, oh, a, hey. have a little light bulb moment. <laughs> like and that's the right you know, kind of like playing Super Mario Brothers, and sure, just kept spending my time doing that. Wow! And then, um, that w- so then what happened? So you're in you're in your room, you're figuring things out, you're playing, you're figuring it out for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that, did you ever take lessons? Uh, I took I took one lesson, but that was that was later on. Okay. Um, and, and that was uh, just uh, my friend Steve uh, Blackmore, uh, Steve Kuczynski. He was in Steel Prophet. He's still in Steel yeah, Prophet. Maybe, yeah. Uh, he came over and taught me how to – he was a guitar teacher. Okay. He can be seen walking up and down Main Street back then. Okay. Any, any time of the day you'd see Steve, long hair, probably one of the coolest guys – you know, we, we knew back then. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he came over and taught me, uh, I think, I think it was flight of Icarus. Uh, it might've been some Iron Maiden song. Okay. So, me- so metal, that was your yeah, way yeah. in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. All so, right. so I don't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Total metal head. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, cool. um, and that was, that was, a uh, probably a little bit later, actually. That's maybe a year later. Okay. But once I got the bass and I started fooling around with it, and I started, uh, being able to figure out where some notes were, or at least, find them to play a song or learn a song. Uh, then I got hooked up with uh, my friend Greg, who is in Mixed Signals now. Okay. Uh, so this is 1982. Uh, oh, wow. You guys have been playing friend. together a long time. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've known each other for a long time. Okay. So uh, we played together in his barn. Uh, Darren, who, who got me my bass, was there. Um, he also played bass. So okay. there were two bass players. Um, what kind of bass was it? Oh, it wasn't. There was no name. <laughs> Nothing. There was yeah. no name. It was <laughs> Like a Grand Prix or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so then th- that band. Well, we, the the coolest thing was we we our first song that we ever played together as as a group. At that point, it became a group. Mm-hmm. Was Stairway to Heaven. Oh, of course. So sure. we jammed on that a little bit. Obviously, the easy parts. Yeah, right. Uh, and then that band split up into two different bands. Okay. You don't need two bass players, and you know, and I met uh, Bill Deckelman, who is also from up the road. Yeah. And uh, Dave knows him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then basically uh, his family is where uh, I did most of my learning early on, where, where they said basically anybody that wants to come here and play music yeah. can do it whenever they want. Oh, know? that's so, cool. And they gave us the, like the best you know, uh, constructive criticism. Uh, they were never, never negative. Cool. Um, it just, that was where I spent, uh, most of the years where, you know, you, you're learning stuff like really quickly, oh, yeah, you sure. know, early on because yep. you're just soaking it all in yep. and you're able to start playing the songs like, like the real musicians. Oh yeah. So, uh, that's that was, wild. That was where that, you know, took off from there. Cool. Wow. That's wild. And then what happened next? How did it progress? So this is probably through high school, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, that was high school. Okay. Um, then I uh, we had a drummer, John Morello. He's from Cromwell. Sure. And yep. he, he played with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he and I went on to play with, uh, I think just about then we were Blue Saraceno. It was, okay. uh, it yep. was the three of us. And then we had a singer and we, just, we were just doing a, like a talent show. And Blues was actually, I think he was 15. He didn't have his wow. license yet. Wow. Yeah, we were doing, you know, this was really early. We were doing like uh, David Lee Roth, mm. Eat Him and Smile stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this is, he was like 15 years old and he's playing Eruption just to warm yeah, up. Yeah, right. Like yep. note for note Eruption. Sure. Yep. What's he, do you, what's he up to? Do you know? Uh, he's out, he's, he's, if you turn on your TV, chances are you can hear one of his jingles or songs. Oh, really? I mean, cool. he does, he does yeah. uh, soundtracks for like, I think Sons of Anarchy. Oh, wow. Uh, oh, big, that's cool. Big shows, commercials. Nice. Yeah. He's, he's, he's done pretty well. Nice. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I remember back in the day hearing that name a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's cool. Killer player. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so then you, did you ever, was music your vocation? No. After high school? No, I, 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 I went to school for, um, design, uh, design drafting, okay. structural engineering. Um, I wanted to, uh, at that point, I wasn't really even playing out. Oh, wow. I was just like, you know, still, doing your still thing. spinning my wheels and yep. just like, hey, I'm a cool bass player. You know, I'm just sitting in my room playing songs. Yep. And once in a while, you get together with friends and jam out. Uh, cool. And then John, uh, the drummer, mm-hmm. that he, he convinced me to join Ipso Facto, which was a band that was actually playing out. I see. And that was my first step where I'm like, okay. Wow. I can do this in front of people and make a little bit of money. Was it different? Oh, yeah, because um, it was an R&B band. Okay. And I had to, like, you know, like, really yeah, like yeah. bite the bullet. I was a total metalhead, Iron Maiden, stuff like that. And oh. to switch to R&B, I was like, well, I don't know if I can play that kind of stuff. And then once I did it, yeah, right. I was like, oh, well, this is where all the fun bass is. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Wow, that's wild. So who, anybody of note, so it was John Morello. Who else was in that band? Yeah, uh, Al McKelvey, okay. uh, Stacy uh, Thompson. Uh, it was uh, Beth Lovejoy was on uh, keyboards. Okay, and then uh, Bob Tomlinson was singing. Uh, he's from Cromwell. Okay, and, and so what did you guys play? Surround. Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of uh, Russian lady gigs. Sure. Um, Up the fire escape. Oh. That fire escape, I'm traumatized right? from the fire escape. I am too. I, I, yeah. you, you should hear what happened to me in the fire escape. Tell us. At the end of a gig, uh, you've a Thursday night, you know, you're talking, place was mobbed. Yeah. So you've got these big 50-gallon garbages Sure. where everybody throws their cup. Right. So there's always ice and, and junk, sure. know, all kinds of liquid in the yep. cup. So at the end of the, you know, by the time that's filled up, you've got quite a bit of liquid on the bottom of that bag. Sure. So we're carrying our equipment down at the end of the night and I'm down on one of the lower Wait, levels. Wait, can I interrupt? I have to, for those of people who don't know, the Russian lady was a bar in Hartford. 
I don't know what it is now, but bands for some reason, if you got a band gig out there, you would be on the third floor. Yeah, yeah. And you would have to go from the back. It was a third from floor, yeah. from the back. From the back, it was a third floor just to make it worse. Yeah. Right. It'd be second floor if you walked in the front door. Right. But you go around back. It's on a hill. So we would have to load all our gear up three flights of a fire escape. Yeah. To yeah. play a gig and be ignored. Right. 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 Okay. So anyway, yeah. go ahead. So, so put that in your mind. <laughs> so so I'm down below on one of the lower levels carrying my amp. Oh no. And the the, the dude that carries the the garbage out. Oh. Ties up the bag and he brings it out to the the upper level and it was the the you know sharp grating metal grating sure and he he must have like ripped the bag as it as it dragged on the on the grating and it all rained down on me oh. and I still I still remember the the horror yeah, yeah. knowing exactly what cigarette was down ash it was, water it was horrible it was like and I, I I'm kind of a germaphobe and I almost that's immersion think therapy that that right there was like one thing that like totally set it off. Oh, yeah, that's insane. horrible. Insane. Yeah, I wouldn't forget that either. I'm not even particularly a germaphobe, but that does not sound like fun. <laughs> that does that does not sound like fun. <laughs> I I I played. I have a, a fire a, a Russian lady fire escape story. I was playing with this dude. Um, I don't I I don't think I should say his name, it's because I don't know how he would feel about me telling the story. But, um. God bless him, but he never, I'm kind of, I don't know how you are, but I'm crazy like this. I know how to pack my vehicle the same way every time or yeah. else it oh, doesn't yeah. fit. And he never got his pack together. <laughs> and this was back in the day. We would all go to the gig together. He had a pickup truck with a, a cap on it. And um, it was freezing, like freezing cold. And he had like a fold up kind of stand to put your, your, you know, your friend or twin, get it up off the ground. It was like a little fold-up little thing. And we were standing there. It was me and his wife were in the band. We were three-piece, and we are standing there waiting for him, like freezing, standing there like this. And he it's the last thing he has to put in the truck is this thing. And he's like this, <laughs> trying to put it in, trying to put it in, trying to put it in. And suddenly he looks, and there's the dumpster right there, and he just goes, boom, throws in the dumpster and goes, let's go. Like, well, you were probably going to do that next. Yeah, if he didn't but he, he just was probably did the math in his head and goes, that's yeah, probably $23. I just, boom, next, let's go. And that was it. And I could, I that was like probably more than 30 years ago. I could probably talk to him right now and tell him that story. And he'd go, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was, the Russian lady will do that to you. Yeah, yeah. Do that to you. And it's funny how stuff like that sticks out. You know, you'll have one little experience. <sighs> But, you know, other times you want to try to remember certain things. You can't remember it. That one little thing. Just like you remember the, the ripped garbage bag yeah, yeah, at the yeah. Russian lady. Yeah. Oh, the worst. I can remember hauling a B3 up that And oh, Dave Kuzminski hauling a B3 organ, which is how many, what would you say that is? About 800 pounds. Eight, 800 pounds up the uh, three flights of fire escape. Why didn't they just have the band on the first floor? Uh, because who cares, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, why accommodate the band? Just, you know. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, hey, great news. We opened a rooftop stage. Right, right. Yeah, you go four floors. And bands were excited to play on the roof. You know what? Yeah, no, we did. You know, we, we, we did it. So how long did you do that band? Uh, it's, that's fuzzy. I think, about, I think about a year and a half. Oh, wow. Yeah, about a year and a half. All right. And you were like, okay, now I know what that's like. Yeah, the, the band sort of self-destructed. 
Okay. So it was, it wasn't really a decision. It was just like everything just. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Where else did you play around? With what, that, what with was that the circuit? Band? Yeah. Um, the Winstead. I mean, sure. like we were like all over the place. Yep. The Russian lady was like the coolest place around here. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason, I can't really think of too many of the other places that we played. Billy Ray's in Winstead. Yeah, I think and I remember I know, that. And, and I remember that because we ripped their awning one night with our, our sound our sound guy's uh, truck ripped their awning. Oh, nice. So none of us got paid. Oh, great. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> Man, this, I tell you, the more I do, maybe we shouldn't tell gig stories because this John Peckman podcast is going to turn into a cautionary <laughs> tale of like, let me tell you everything that can go wrong and... But yeah, that happens. Yeah, going to scare people away from music. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> so then what? Is uh, there a then what? Yeah, then then uh, I can't remember what comes right after that. Uh, <laughs> I th- I think I played with uh, a bunch of different different groups right after that. Did you stick with the R and B? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. cool. R&B, uh, disco even. Mm-hmm. Um, I never went back. Well, I joined a band called Shameless and we wrote originals and they were kind of like, okay. they were kind of like, uh, I remember Shameless. almost like uh, hard rock, glam rock, not really glam rock enough to say it was glam rock, sure. but kind of on the border. Yeah. Um, we wrote originals, so that kind of made it mm-hmm. a little, little easier to handle. That's uh, cool. And that was fun. We did that for a while. Um, and we, we played some cool gigs and then, uh, and then back with my my old friend John Morello with Gary and the Mood Swingers, uh, and I went right to oh. right to blues and R and B like hardcore. Oh like wow! I didn't aggressive. I, I know. I used to play with Gary when I was in high school. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary's great. I yeah. I learned uh, in that two years I was in that band. I probably learned more in that two year period than I've learned really gigging, gigging with any other band. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it was it was great with Gary. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Play a lot of good shows. Um, opened up for people at Toad's Place. Sure. Uh, played New York City. Yep. Uh, did the whole, you know, the the aggressive blues thing. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was a just a lot of fun, but it was yeah. a lot of work. And uh, yeah. and that two years of that, and then the, the last straw was, I think we played a... Um, Gary got a gig at the Russian Lady. Hey, great, <laughs> no. great news, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did a, uh, I think it was a, a Thursday night, uh, Friday night. Uh, Saturday wedding during the day. Sure. Saturday night gig. Sure. Sunday wedding during the day. Sure. Sunday night gig. Yikes. Monday night in New York City. Oof. Uh, came home from that gig. Didn't even have time to take a shower. Went right to work. Oof. And uh, and that's when I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's. I can't. I can't. Yeah, no. Can't do this anymore because I'm working. Much. I'm working. You know, full time. Right. Yeah. That. 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 Yeah. That's too crazy. It, it was hard, uh, but <clears throat> it was it was hard to leave such a high energy. Sure. You know, good band. But it wasn't quite, you couldn't just, you couldn't just do that at that point. No. Because no. you're like an adult by now. Right, right. Yeah. You, you, I mean, bands weren't making, we were 60, 60 bucks a gig. Yeah. You know, I'm, I hear you. At the end of the week, how many, how many nights can you play and make enough? To- right. Right. And like, we always seem to have the same conversation, guys that are about my age. You get to the point where um, I feel like when you start to count the cost, that's when you know you're done. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because in the old days, you would do it for free. Right, right. And not even think about it. Just be like, yeah, sure, where's the gig? Whatever. Oh, yeah, this yeah. is a bonus. And then when you start thinking about, like, how much am I getting paid for right. how much? And then... That's when you know you're thinking of it like a job. Ooh, and when you think right. of it like a job, then you're done. And I kind of think so. You're, you, It's only a matter of time before you're just like, that's it. I can't just I kind of think anymore. so. Yeah. It, it's a sad realization. Yeah. I kind of hung in. 
probably longer than maybe I should have, but you know, whatever. You know, I didn't have the the day job, so to speak, so I had to kind of tough it out. But I hear you. Yeah, you get to the point where you're like, it's, I'd rather be home sleeping, right? You know, than than doing this gig. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your status now? Uh, now I'm I'm playing with mixed signals. Um, oh, okay. And so, like, obviously because of because of COVID, we were right. You know, our schedules like next to nothing. Sure. Um, and we had almost a year off. We did a couple outdoor things at my place and we did live streams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and how now, long has that band been going? When uh, did you form 10 that? years this year. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. We, we started in 2010. That's um, cool. So we, we, and, uh, this is, this is really the only band that so far I haven't, uh, had any pre gig dread, you know, like I, I'm like, I can't wait to get to the gig. I can't wait to play it. Wow. What's that like? <laughs> I, at, at the end of the gig, I'm disappointed that we're playing our last song. Oh wow! Yeah, and I, th- I hey, think everybody, cool. I think everybody in the band feels the same way. You know, it's it's really that's great. We're having fun. That's a good place to be. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I guess that's how it's supposed to be, right? Right. right. Wow. That's cool. What kind of what kind of stuff you guys do? Well, we do covers, um, but we do them in our own styles. So we'll do like Steve Miller. Uh, we'll do you know Beatles. Um, some songs we play straight. You know, some songs need mm-hmm. to be played straight. But for the most part, we totally change everything. I, I change almost every bass line that I play really, to match my feel and, and style. And I think that's important. That's why I'm enjoying it. Right. And that's why I'm enjoying playing covers because I feel like I'm doing originals in my own style. Sure. Even though it's somebody else's song. Yeah. I had a band like that too. Yeah, it's cool. You know? And you could stretch things out. You can change sure. the arrangements. You could sure. just totally screw around with it. And nobody really even, mm-hmm. you know, they feel like they're getting almost like a, you know, an original yeah. experience. I know the feeling. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So uh, you guys are trying to ramp up again. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're not rushing into it, though. Yeah. It's, it's almost like, uh, I hate to say that we almost might have enjoyed a little bit of the rest. Yeah. Even though we weren't playing out that much. It's like now, it's like we're a little more tired, maybe. And, and I don't know. I know. I hear you. I'm kind of there, too. We all are. Like, yeah. kind of getting back to your regular life. And you're like, oh, boy. I remember what this is like. Kind of dragging yourself through everything. Yeah. So now, now we'll do a gig every. Uh, you know, we we played our first gig back um, over at Jerry's. Okay. And that was great. We looked forward to that. And then now uh, we'll have a little space between that gig and our next gig. Nice. And then uh, we do our Derm Fair uh, every every year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, and it's, it's like we're taking it easy. It's like I'm not, yeah. not trying to rush anything. Not trying to fill up any weekends. Yeah. That's okay. So I would imagine everybody's like an adult. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to. Uh, yeah. And wives, the wives are happy, you know, with the, you know, the summer not being filled up. Yeah. Right. So that's cool. That's pretty wild. Who are some of your uh, base heroes? Would you say? Um. Well, I, I Steve Harris. Is, okay. I have to say Steve. Harris yeah. Right. Just sure. because he's Iron Maiden. If If I wasn't, uh, you know, I think if I wasn't really playing Iron Maiden and Steve Harris, I, I just wouldn't have the. Right. So there was something about Iron Maiden that made me excited. Back then, there really, really weren't a lot of uh, metal bands that had good bass players. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, you had bands like obviously Black Sabbath, Geezer sure. Butler was a good bass player, but he didn't stand out. Yeah, like I Steve know. What Harris you mean. Did. Yeah, and something about that attracted me, and, sure. and I just was like all about Steve Harris. Sure. So like, even though I'm not like I don't buy their albums now, I still say he's my favorite uh, yeah. bass player, and I'll still say Iron Maiden my favorite band. And that's I, cool. I only like, I've only listened to like maybe. Third of their albums. Yeah, right, right. You know, they're in the Hall of Fame this year. Is that right? I think I, I think, think they're so. nominated, but I I don't know. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, they didn't make it. Yeah, right. that's yeah, whatever. Yeah, I stopped paying attention. 
that stuff. I'm, you know, it's like you could fight all day. Who I know, should be I know, in, who shouldn't be in. I know, I know. Almost I, like it's a big ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I uh, the I the only reason that I even paid any attention to it, like my favorite band when I was a kid that fired me up was Cheap Trick. Yep. They're, they're, that's my band. Yeah. And they got in, and that's when I cared, and I actually went to right. see the thing. And now I don't care who's in this year. Yeah. But I I do recall there was some sort of controversy because it was like iron maiden was nominated and didn't make it it's just like wh- why not out of all bands like uh, yeah they should be and there are lots of bands that i mean it's all based on opinion but sure there are lots of bands that aren't really haven't been around that that long who get in and i think yeah. that's almost like just a sales thing yeah i i think so yeah i mean whatever i mean it's not i mean it's cool when your band gets in and you can go oh hey man you know, cheap trick made it to the right. rock, and then that, and then, big deal. You yeah. know, it's not like uh, it means that they're any better than you knew that they were or anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, I guess Iron Maiden's day will come. Yeah, you know? I mean, even if even if it doesn't, I mean, it it's kind of it's kind of weird um, that a band could be still filling you know stadiums. I you know, know it is. I know, like everything's weird. Yeah, you know, just the way it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, so you're doing your thing, kind of enjoying it more than than you used to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Having a blast. That's pretty cool. That's cool. All right. Yeah. What else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, since you're a drummer, you know, sure. I'm sure we we have lots lots in common that we like and dislike about oh boy about playing and different types of drummers, different types of bass players. Yeah, you know, feel players and mm-hmm. some players that are overrated who are, who oh are, boy, are are very popular because sure. they could play the chops, but they might not have sure, you know, the feel of somebody who could even be very simple, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, you, I'm I'm burning up, but I, I'm not gonna. I don't want to name <laughs> oh, name names. This is going to turn into that type of thing. Well, I, you know, I don't know. Who cares about my stupid opinion? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree with you. But, I mean, you know, you know how it is. I, I don't know how. Um, I don't want to say the lay person because that sounds kind of pompous. But I don't know what people really respond to. You know, like just regular people when they hear music, obviously they're going to be impressed with Flash. Yeah. Because that's what they're going to notice. And they're not maybe not going to notice. Um, or I don't think people realize how hard it is to play in an ensemble. And a lot of times that's stuff that you, if you're just casually listening, you wouldn't notice. Right. But you take out that individual out of the band and it's just not going to happen. Right. And those are kind of the, those are kind of the guys I like, but you know, whatever. Well, that's the thing. Like um, you get, you get a group of guys. A lot of people don't realize how hard it is to get four or five players mm-hmm. so in sync like it's one thing to play yeah. all at the same time and sure. hit the notes at the right time yep. but for them to be so in sync that mm-hmm. the feel yep is just it's almost like there had there's like an esp that goes on with the members while they're playing mm-hmm. you know each other so well that like you almost know exactly what i'll, I'll play a gig and uh we'll just jam you know it'll just go mm-hmm. into like an improv yep and i'll notice i'm doing the same fill that yeah, the drummer yeah. does, and it's like it's a totally random thing. Yeah, and it's like, how does that happen? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it just happens. Like, and who's leading? It's like, who who decided that that's the fill that's going to be played? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. 
It does happen. Yeah, you got to play together a lot to have stuff like that happen. Yeah. I what is that? My, I put mine on Do Not Disturb. Now, I don't know why it's it's ringing, so that's mine. Ah, who cares? So It's probably Lancia. It probably is. <laughs> oh, it's Mackenzie. Ah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Hey, here's one. Do you do this? Don't do this if you do that. Yeah, here's a pet peeve from a drummer, what bass players do. Sometimes when you play, you know what drives me nuts is this. When you hit boom, 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 and you slap the muted string against the pickup where my snare goes. Oh, you will hate me. You really? Will, you will hate me so much. You do I'm, that? I'm the most percussive Oof. bass player you'll ever play with. I'm playing drums on the bass. Yeah, Oof. you totally hate me. We can't play together. Yeah, no. Oh, well, nice meeting yeah. you. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, there was a dude I used to play with I, I was, all the time. I'd be like, dude. I got the snare drum part. Yeah, yeah, I got it. It's a habit, and and yeah, I, I know it's I a know. locking in thing too. Like, um, if, if I'm not doing that, I don't know if I can. I mean, I I probably can, but it, it's just something that happens. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, so I got to go now. I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were gonna say, "Oh yeah, no, I know." Oh, no. no, sorry, I'm right. very percussive, um, and and I I and I think that's because I like drums. I sure. think more than bass. I listen to the drums when I listen to a song more than I listen to the bass. Even yeah, right. The bass is obviously important, but I'm always playing drums. I'm sure. tapping on stumbling. My legs are always going. Sure. Uh, I'm always, I have a drum beat in my head all the time. Mm. So when I'm playing, I have to constantly do a yeah, percussive, yeah. percussive thing. That's cool. So Yeah, I mean, don't do that. No, so I, I'll try not to do it. Yeah, I hear you. Um, all right, ready? Okay. I always say they're wacky questions, but they're really there's only one wacky question. Um, do you know what you know what the what these questions are? The way yeah. I usually kind of steer it at this point. Uh, did you did you ever did you listen this far? Yes. To, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you know uh, Desert Island album. If you could pick one or several that you could only listen to for the rest of your life, could you make such a choice? Um, I could pick one, but I'd I'd rather pick like three. That's fine. Yeah, but if I if 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 I picked one, it would be um, "Angel Dust" uh, by Fade No More. Oh, yeah. I I just I've always, I always go back and and I'm the type of guy that keeps having to make lists. Sure. So like I'll sit down I do that and too. just say, okay, I have to yep. pick my five favorite albums. Yep. And then the next day I look at them like, what the hell was I thinking? Oh yeah. You know. Yep. So so there's that. Um, uh, I see now I'm going to draw a blank. So I'm going to leave it at that. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I okay. Any just Ghost yeah. Reveries from Opeth. Okay, uh, I love okay. I love that whole album. I nice. Okay, I don't know that. Um, I do like um, uh, I, one of the silly albums that like uh, I'll get made fun of is uh, Sting's uh, Ten Summoners Tales. Sure, I'm not even a huge Sting fan. That album is like sure. Uh, it's like one of the albums that like I could listen to from beginning to end. Sure, just because of who's on it and mm -hmm. the musicianship. Yep, and yep. the sound quality is yep. just like incredible through headphones. Yeah. It's a good record. Yeah. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I hear you. You know, I grew up a big police fan, so I followed Sting for a while. Yeah. You know? He's he's really uh, an underrated bass player. I mean, I know a lot of people think he's great, but as bass players go, like, yeah. he really is. Cool. He's got such a great feel. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And it took me a while to realize that. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't really listened in that way for a while, you know, to his just his bass playing. And I don't think he slaps the <clears throat> string and makes that Lately snare he's thing. Like, right, right, right. Yeah. Lately, he's whenever I see him, he's just kind of like thumb. Oh, yeah, he'll mute. He'll do a yeah. thumb mute. And 
he's he's got a lot of uh, techniques. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's that. What are the other questions apart from the obvious one? Yeah, I know. That's the obvious one. <laughs> All right. So if you, I don't know why I find this fascinating. I just do. Um, is there any point in your life or in your day or in your week where you're eating something and you think to yourself, I'd be cool with having this every day. What would that food be? Well, all right. So I, I have to pick two things because sure. my wife's sauce. Sure. We're, we're Italian. We, yep. We've all, our generations have, you know, cultivated. The sure. Sauce. It gets better and better all the time. And her sauce, but we stopped eating pasta so much. Mm. So we're not, we're not, you know, making sure. the sauce we used to. So uh, a Moe's stack. Uh, that's, oh. that's the thing that like oh. after I eat a Moe's stack, I say I could eat really all the time. I don't think I've ever had one. I had Moe's yesterday. It's great, but not the stack. Yeah, beans. Oh, are we everything. actually going to talk about? We're going to talk about Moe's food right now. What's what is the stack? Uh, it's got um, it's got beans and rice in it. Uh, anything you want to put in it. Uh, and what, the same and what makes it the stack? It's oh, like, they have like um, they have the, uh, the I don't even know, the tortilla. Yeah, and then they put a crunchy. Uh, Round oh, I uh, got nacho, whatever, and then they put the stuff on I it. Gotcha. And they put cheese on it, and it melts. Uh, and I don't get queso; I can't stand queso. Yeah, or guacamole; I can't stand guacamole. Mm, yeah. I'm the only guy. No, I, I, I could take it or leave it. But I, after eating one of those, um, I usually say I can just eat this for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's cool. And I don't eat it that often, but right, you know, once well, in a while. That's an answer. Yeah. Wow, Moe's. yeah, and then um. Oh yeah, your uh, your wife's sauce. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. I my um sister has my grandmother's who was Italian's recipe. Yeah. So when she makes sauce, she's like, "Hey, I made sauce." Yeah. You know. Yeah. And my wife makes the, my favorite meatballs ever. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That she just got from a recipe. There's like no secret. Right. She just right. somehow she's got she's got the touch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so I know what you mean. Yeah, you around with it. You take take an ingredient, you know, a little less of this, a little more of that, and until yeah. you eventually get it exactly the way everybody's happy. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a good, good cook. I don't know much about that. Is Dave a good cook? Are you a good cook? Pierogies. Okay, the boss Dave Kozminski. Yeah, I just never thought about it. I'm not much of a cook, but yeah, that's cool. All right, so you know, like, what's next for you? You want to uh, wrap it up or? You have anything else you want to? Yeah. Cool. I'm cool. I'm any, anything you want to talk about. If you want to talk about something else. I'm, I mean, I could I'm talk into forever. Mountain biking. <laughs> I'm into doing all kinds of other stuff. It's not really music related. Yeah. Uh, music related. I'm just, just having fun. Yeah. You know, and loving uh, life. I've got a little more time. Maybe I'll do, uh, you know, some, uh, some more recording with Chris. Yeah. Uh, he wants to do a song here, a song there. Yeah. You know, just for fun. And yeah. And uh, we did one already. That's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, would you? Would you do? We did. Uh, it was an Aussie song. Uh, Sato, S A T O. I don't know. That it's one. off of the Diary of a Madman. Yeah, I don't uh, know that. The good Aussie. Yeah, I wasn't a real metalhead back in the day, so I missed a lot of that stuff. Yeah, but you know, it's the way it goes. I'll get caught up again one of these <laughs> days. You know. All right. Well, you know what? What's so funny? Dave's the boss is laughing at me. The peanut gallery is laughing. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? You want to wrap it up? So let's wrap it is up. Is that cool? Yeah. All right. I I feel like I you know I'm not sure what to uh 
what to really talk about too much because I don't, I don't know. I don't know what we, what we can get into without, um, insulting anybody or I don't want to start. I don't want to talk about bands that I don't like. I mean, what your bass rig. Talk about your bass rig. Uh, okay. Uh, my bass rig is uh, now, after years of trial and error, sure. I finally got something that I just absolutely love. So I just got a, uh, a couple years ago, I got an Aguilar 700-watt um, okay. uh, AG700 head um, that basically you just plug into it. Everything could just be set straight up, 12 o'clock, doesn't matter. It's going to sound good. Really? Uh, and it's it's the best bass head I've ever played through. Wow. And, and then I have uh, a big Ampeg 6x10 uh, cabinet. Sure. Um, most people downsize. I wanted to, you know, go a little larger. And, yeah. Uh, because I wanted to elevate my my uh, high end. Sure. Because, you know, if I have a right. little 4x10, right. all that sounds going out. Totally. Past me and I can't hear it most of the time. Right. Uh, so yeah. I carry that around. That's cool. And that's Play Spectre. I have a Spectre bass. Nice. Um, I fell in love with that. Before that, I had a bass. It was a Yamaha TRB. I had it for probably twenty five years. Wow. So I like. I if I find something I like, I stick with it. Sure. Yeah. So why not? We yeah. all do that, so right? That's about it for gear. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Say what? Oh boy. Okay. Now we just. Why don't we? Why aren't we miking you up? Yeah. Dave yeah. is running interview. Yeah. Dave wants to know how many bases you have. I have two. Uh, really? Well, I have, I have I have more bases I have, than you do, I have and I don't three. even play bass. One doesn't count. One's in my office. Just it's a Tysco okay. 1967. Drives like a truck. Mm. It's just to hang on the wall. But I have a, a Fender uh, jazz bass mm-hmm. that I use as a backup. And uh, every time I pick it up to play, I intend to play more than three songs, and then three songs later, I'm switching back to the Spectre. Oh, really? Yeah. Why the the neck, the small neck, or you just it just, no, not, it just you're not feels, feeling it? It feels different. It's it's like. It's like a Ford Mustang, uh, the Fender's a Ford Mustang, and then, you know, uh, the Spectre's more like an Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just so much more response. Yeah, yeah, I hear, yeah, I guess when you get used to, it's, that's your voice. If, if I didn't know, if I picked each one up, I probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference, but now that I know yeah, right. tolerances and I know what I feel, yep. then that's when you spend the money and get yep. what you want. I know, I, I fell into a, a trap I don't know how much you know about drums, but um, I have uh, somebody. Actually, it was the concert snare in my junior high. I acquired it somehow. Somebody was getting rid of the their stuff, and I ended up with it. And it's a it's fifteen, so it's you know r- standard snare drum is fourteen in diameter. It's a fifteen by eight, mm-hmm. and it's like I can't get I can't get rid of it because. Once you cross over into that big fat sound, yeah, you can't go back. Right, right. And you go back to a regular drum, and you're like, "Where's the beef?" Right, right. And I'm stuck with that thing now, and it it completely changed the way I play, and I can't go back. Well, I'm it, like, it changed it in a good way. Oh yeah. So, so you don't want to go back. Well, it, I mean, it depends on the gig. You know, sometimes I, I mean, the gigs that I was playing, it's fine because yeah. it's like really laid back and kind of slow. It doesn't respond that quick. But like if I was going to play like a snappy funk gig, I would have to not play that snare. Is it is it uh, is it affected by the room much? Oh is yeah. Is it muddier? In oh yeah. Room? Well, you know what what's cool about it is um, because it's so big and kind of chesty sounding. Yeah. I can really smack it, and it doesn't get right in your face like yeah. other snare drums. So I don't have to. I can like I can play it loud, and it just goes 
doosh. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't snap and pop the way other snare drums do. Huh. So it's kind of cool, you know. So it's um, like a Alex Van Halen type of uh, snare like a almost like a tom. It sounds like Stan Lynch from the Heart Tom Petty. Oh, that, okay. Doosh, that kind of sound. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun to play, but I can't get out of it. See, I don't like drummers that use that sound. <laughs> so, see, this definitely won't work. Yeah, this isn't going to work. Yeah, sorry. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a weird sound. It, but that's what I mean. It's. I'm, it's only, a, I'm only kidding. I know. I know. That's fine. Um, it's a, it's a hard sound to get out of, and I I don't have an exit strategy, from that sound at this point, because hmm. it it you know it's it, I'm gonna ha- anyway. Who cares. But that's that's my thing with the snares. But I have four. I have actually have. I figured it out. I have four bass guitars, and I don't even really play bass that wow. well. Yeah, kind of weird. It's weird how that happened. You have nice ones. Um, no, no. no. I have uh, a an old Yamaha Roadstar. Oh, which I bought, oh, oh, yeah, which I bought in the nineties. It's uh, whatever. And then I have a um, those those are those are awesome. No, no, they're not. That one's not. Those no. Those, the, oh I mean, really? Those I thought you're being sarcastic. No, no, no. Oh really? No, I I would love to get a hold of them. Really? One of those? Yeah. It, that's okay. that's. Uh, I'll bring it around. It's like a collector's way. item. Bass players love. Are you those. serious? Baseball? Well, you're not. I mean, I'm not saying it's worth. I bought it or anything like that. But yeah. you know, bass players love those. Wow. I loved those back then. Wow. Yeah. I bought it like you know used in the '90s from a friend. Yeah. Sting play, Sting started out on one of those, oh, boy. and then he switched over to Spectre. Wow, and, and that was a pretty popular bass because it, it wow, it, I didn't know it that. plays pretty well. I mean, I I don't know what you have for pickups and stuff like that, but I mean, that's a pretty uh, wow desirable collector's bass. I'll have to I'll have to get that one out. That's the one that's just like tucked away. Yeah, I don't even have that one out. And then my next bass was a uh, an Epiphone uh, Thunderbird, mm-hmm. um, a, a f- uh, Thunderbird Goth. Yeah, it's like all black. Yep. And it's cool. I mean, yeah. for me, you know, Epiphone was fine. And then I traded, I tried to buy, because I'm lefty, yeah. and I play upside down oh, lefty. Okay. Yeah. And so I wanted something, I got. I wanted the fire, the, the Thunderbird, because the body's flipped anyway. So right. when you hold it upside down, it doesn't look wrong. Do you switch the strings, or do you play them? I play them righty. Oh, wow. Uh. Wrong, totally wrong. Well, that's cool, though. There was a guy named Paul that used to work for um, Brian Guitars mm-hmm. that used to play I remember like that. that guy. And he just totally yep. flipped it yep. around, and he didn't bother restringing yep. it, and it was the coolest thing. And That's how I play, yeah. You can, you can hear a difference in the way. That, I mean, maybe I, I've never heard you play, but I've always been able to hear the difference in the way somebody like that plays. There's another bass player that's pretty famous. I can't think of his name, but he plays like that, and he does a lot of funk. Yeah, yeah. And you would think that's that a slapping different and thing. popping would, yep. be, would be difficult, different. but the way he does it, it just sounds so cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, pl- I play like that all wrong. So I was looking for something symmetrical. So I bought um, like uh, an EB1 copy, like an Epiphone. Yeah, yeah. It's symmetric. It was supposed to look like an SG. Yeah. I didn't realize it only had a bridge pickup. Uh, a bridge pickup. Yeah. So I just didn't, or actually only the neck pickup. So there, it was too... I didn't. I didn't realize it only had one pickup because I don't play bass. We used to have that. Uh, that was our high school band bass, mm. and Ed Corvo used to play the crap out of it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So he, I traded him that. I got an Epiphone Hofner copy, Paul McCartney Hofner copy. Yeah. That's symmetrical. So I gave him the EB one copy. I took the Ed Corvo. Yeah. Yeah. How coincidental is that that I just brought? Yeah, Ed's name I know. Up, that's what I'm saying. Talking about the high school bass, and yeah. you actually traded that to Ed. I did. It's yeah. kind of weird. Yeah, it is kind of, it's funny. Yeah. Well, Ed, 
So it always comes back to Ed Corvo. Everything. Everything <laughs> yeah, comes pretty back much. to Ed. Yeah. So I put flat wounds on that yep. and kept round wounds. And then I just bought, Dave had, one day I came in here and it was a Yamaha acoustic bass. Like, you know, un, I'm going to go on unplugged. Yeah. And it was, um, it looked like a giant ukulele. It was perfectly symmetrical. Huh. It was so cool. And I bought it from Dave and two weeks later it got stolen and I never saw it again. Oh, wow. So in my mind, and then you go, good luck finding one. I look Ed, on eBay. Ed Corville probably has it. Yeah, he probably has it, yeah. And so I always checked on Reverb, and, and just like a couple months ago, one came up, somebody like dropped it, and it's cracked along the bottom, oh. and they were like blowing it out for 150 bucks. I'm like, snurched, I'll take that. Nice. So I, I got back to where I was like four years ago. So finally, I'm back up to four bases, and I'm just a lousy, lousy bass player. But whatever. Well, now I have a question for yes. you. If if you're le- if you're left-handed mm-hmm. and you pick up a, a bass for the first time, mm-hmm. what makes you want to play it lefty and not play righty? Like I, I didn't you know you could. If you don't know what it's supposed to feel like. Why wouldn't you be able to just play it like a right-handed person with your right hand plucking and left hand on the neck? I don't know because when I play air guitar, I go like this. Yeah, you know. So I just. I don't know where I learned that. Because I, I always wonder why left-handed people start playing a left-handed instrument when they don't know the difference anymore. No. It's not like swinging a bat. Yeah. Well, I don't maybe, know. Maybe it is. I don't know. I mean, I started off, I wanted to be a bass player before I wanted to be a drummer. Yeah. So I started off making bass guitars out of cardboard and jumping around the house, and it was always lefty. Right. I don't know how that happened. Because I, I mean, you got to ask Eddie. Cause well, Ed, Ed, Ed had a hard time because uh, he would he would play left-handed and he'd never be able to try anything out because he'd never be able to walk into a store and find a left-handed yeah. guitar. So he'd order stuff and not even know. Yeah. If that had to been scary. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think now, uh, well, not now, but uh, Guitar Center probably had a supply of left- left-handed guitars. By now. Recently. But uh, back yeah. then, there was nothing. That happens. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's, a, that's the tale of my four basses. I have more basses than I have drum kits. Go figure. Who cares? Not me. <laughs> it just happened. Yeah. All right. You know what? We can r- let's wrap it up. Okay. You know, we go home to um to some nice sauce. Maybe when when's the last time? Yeah, uh, probably not tonight. Okay. Um, I already ate. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Joe Martin was here. Let the record show. Thank you for having me. We have it all. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do this again. We'll. we'll when we hang out a little more, we'll have more to talk about. I just, you know, I didn't know. I didn't, I wasn't too prepared. You know what I mean? Say what? Uh, no, you don't want uh, me and Greg at the same time. No? Uh, we don't want the Greg and Joe show. Oh, really? Unless you really want the Greg and Joe I don't show know if I do. Do I? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know if you can handle the Greg and Joe show. You'd be surprised. <laughs> just luckily, Lancey didn't show up. Oh. I half expected that. We gotta get him up here one of these days, or not? Well, I'm sure sure it could be done. <laughs> I'm sure it can be. <laughs> All right, Joe Martin was here. This was the John Peckman podcast coming to you from the podcast studio of Connecticut Valley School of Music and Dance in beautiful downtown Portland, Connecticut. Come over the bridge, start looking left, right? Right. Left. Adios. Well, you, you, yeah. Let me freeze that. Start looking Correct. left. Correct. 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 Joe Martin. That's him, boys and girls. Thanks a lot for listening. We we'll see you next time. Right? The John Packman Podcast. Excellent work. Thank you. Talk to you soon. <laughs>